Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start a new week. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, all sorts of pre-owned inventory. And a great service department and sales staff. That's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And every Monday show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or check them out online at purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, you name it, they have it. They are the pros, pro, and insurance matters. And they are all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or again, check them out online at purdyinsurance.com. NBC Sports Phillies' Dave Zingaro joining us today at 4.06. The Eagles coming off to buy, get some help. Actually had a route for the Cowboys. I'm still wiping out my mouth by saying that and doing so, but hey, it worked. Washington loses. Taylor Heineke gets hurt, but looks like he will should be okay. I haven't heard anything new today about that. And the big one to check on, too, is Terry McLaurin, who also has, who is now in the uh, concussion protocol. So the Eagles get some help there. Didn't get some help from the dreadful Steelers on Thursday night, even though they almost came back and won. But the, the big thing was they needed a Washington loss. They got it, so that sets up the showdown at the link Sunday at 1. And we'll have Dave Zangaro back with us at 4.06 to break it down. Now, some Penn State stuff actually has happened, both football and basketball, over the weekend. Basketball, the inconsistencies continue there with the loss to Michigan State. They're off net until Saturday against VCU, which we'll have here on WKOK. Taquan Roberson, to no surprise, announcing today he is heading to the transfer portal. And then we also heard on Friday, late Friday, that Sean Clifford will, in fact, return for his sixth season. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought he might just jump to the NFL, but I think it's it was the best decision. It was a wise decision because I don't think he's ready for the NFL yet. I think if he can put together another good year, hopefully injury-free, and get Penn State to maybe another New Year's Six game next year or better, That'll help his draft stock should he choose to go that route. But 
that is the that was the best decision for him. It was to come back next year. And Penn State will have some still have some pieces back next year on both sides of the ball. Shoot, they're going to lose a lot of really good guys like a Brisker and a Dotson, of course. But they'll they'll have enough guys to still make some noise next year. Will they be the favorites going into next year? No. But a fully healthy Sean Clifford would help. And if he can stay that way throughout the season, can keep Penn State in the mix. And of course we'll see what happens with the these new the new freshman class coming in. So I think it's a good move and I think Penn State fans should be happy. I really don't understand the the hate there of why of having Sean Clifford back next year. Christian Veyu looked good in his lone and his game and a half that he was in. But I don't think he's ready yet to be a starter. I think the Penn State's best chance to win next year to be, let's say, a three-loss team at best, I think, next year is with Sean Clifford. And that would give Christian Veyu another chance to to learn and mature and maybe be the guy the following year. So I don't really understand the hate. I think this is a good move for Clifford. And if, if, Penn, if you want to see Penn State win and be in the mix next year, number 14 should be under center. Plain and simple. You can call if you feel otherwise, but that's just my feel. I'm sure Steve would tell you the same thing. And, of course, we do have another set of signings coming up on Wednesday as well. So we'll be getting into that. I know Steve's looking forward to that because then he can finally talk about them. So we got that coming up on, on Wednesday. James Franklin scheduled to talk to the media, I believe, at 2.45 on Wednesday. Then there's Urban Meyer. I just see his comments yesterday about threatening to fire whatever the source is, all the other reports that came out, and I just laugh at this point because none of this surprises me, and quite frankly, I I actually saw this coming because that's just who he is. He's the most arrogant coach there is in football, period. NFL, college. And when you come in with that kind of attitude to a bunch of grown men... I can tell you're ready to gripe. <laughs> oh, I'm just talking about our, our good friend, Urban Meyer, who continues to embarrass himself. I can himself. tell you're ready to gripe. I do. <laughs> no, it's, listen, I had a good football weekend. Washington lost yeah. yesterday, and I just keep uh, laughing at Urban Meyer for the stupid things he does and like says. That. It's great. Complaint Monday. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Army-Navy game was an exciting game. Are you there, sir? Yeah. Concerned. How about now? There you go. Now I There we you. go. Hey, I'm happy. I'm good. Well, that's right. The, that's right. The Eagles didn't lose. And Washington lost, and I just keep laughing at Urban Meyer. It's It's great. It's perfect. Uh, that's why I'll be honest with you. I am so happy for Tyler Bowen because Tyler, first of all, is one of the really great guys I've been around. Um, 
over the years. You know, he, he was a grad assistant, then he got a full-time job at Maryland, then James brought him back, tight ends coach. Well, then he ended up taking the job with Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. Well, Brent Pry hired him late last week as the offensive coordinator of Virginia Tech. What terrific timing. <laughs> I was so thrilled for him to get him out of that cesspool. Oh, my Tyler God. Bowen does not deserve to be in that cesspool. No. He does not deserve to be in a staff meeting where he's asking everybody else about um, about their resumes compared to his. Like, you know... <laughs> Guess what? We all have the same pro resume. You've done nothing. I've done nothing. So let's move from there. I mean, seriously. I mean, to me, it, to me, what Urban Meyer's doing now is the equivalent of Jerry Faust bragging about all the championships he had at Cincinnati Moeller while he was coaching in Notre Dame. And I was there. I mean, believe me, Jerry Faust. I mean, I was I was on the broadcast team for Penn State football when they were playing Jerry Faust in Notre Dame. Right? I mean, to me, that's the equivalent of it. I'm, and Jerry Faust didn't do that, by the way. He did not do that. Okay? But that's the equivalent of it. You're going now. You're in the National Football League now. Okay? Irving, you have not accomplished anything in the National Football League. So don't start looking at everybody and telling them all the great things you've done in the course of your career. It doesn't matter now. You're at a different level. Exactly. You started out right now. You're two and ten, or two and eleven. That's your NFL record. So if I were you, I'd be looking around the room, asking for all the help I could get, and working together with people instead of trying to strong arm people. It really is um, you, you sit back and we have to start and I've won this excuse me, you've won nothing on this level. I mean I'd get fired for saying it, but I look right in the eyes and says, guess what? Okay? You haven't won anything on this level, neither have I. That's our current resume. Well what do you say we work together and make this happen? That's just my opinion. And you see all this stuff that's happening now? This is exactly what I saw coming the minute he was hired in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer cannot live in the NFL. He has too well, big a head to coach in the NFL. Yeah, but he can't he can't live with losing. See, everywhere he's gone, he's won, 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 won. And every time he's hit a roadblock along the way, he's quit. Exactly. That's why he, he can't survive it. in the NFL. In the NFL? Guess what? There's a reason why you took over a team that had the first overall pick in the draft. You're the worst team in the NFL. Right? So you need some level of patience from the owner to the GM to the head coach. You need a level of patience saying, okay, look, all right, they've, they've won two games this year. All right, they've already won more, won more than last year. All right, let's see how many more we can get together before the season's over with. And then we're going to start planning out as to how we want to shape the roster for next year, using the draft, free agents, whatever it may be. They've got their quarterback. They've got their quarterback. And by the way, I think Lawrence has done a good job. Whenever I've watched Jacksonville play, Lawrence looks good. He's not awesome and incredible, but he looks good. Okay? So, I mean, that part they've got. How they handle the Robinson thing at running back? 
I mean, after a while, this thing, this the NFL. You don't do infantile things of a guy fumbles, and that's it. You're not, you know, you're not playing the rest of the day. You don't. Have, it's not like you have eight running backs. You don't have eight running backs. Like this is the best guy you got. You play him. They said, well, you know, and they're playing Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, I'm sorry, it's like his day in the league is past. I know he played for Urban at Ohio State, but that can't be the reason you play somebody. It can't be. can't do it. Oh, well. I do want to talk about Penn State. I have a lot to say about Penn State. A lot. Jeez, I talked to Manny Diaz last night. You know, the first thing he brought up was, S-U-I-T, that spells suit-da! On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Jack Frost has put a chill in the air and Santa is on his way. As you take time to celebrate the holidays with your family, let our family make sure you're protected from the unexpected. From all of us at Purdy Insurance, may this holiday season bring you and your families lots of love, joy, laughter, and peace. What's the answer? Uh, Start leaking information or some nonsense? No. No, that's nonsense. That's garbage. That's, uh, you know, that's once again, I've been very blessed. I've not really dealt with that. I've I've not dealt with, well, did you hear what he said? What? No. Let's improve on offense and get our quarterback in a position to be successful. That's our focus. What someone's brother said or someone said someone said, that will that will occupy very little of my time. And if, if there is a source, that source is unemployed. I mean within seconds, if there's some source that's doing it. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul on that because a lot of stuff is coming from players agents okay a lot of stuff is coming from players agents uh, that's uh, that's normally where you get information from you get agents are the ones that are the a, I mean no offense to um, people like Adam Schefter and so forth who do great great work but Agents are a primary source of a lot of material they get. And the agents are in the know, by the way. I mean, they're in the the know. Got a lot to talk about with Penn State football. I'm going to do that in the next half hour. Then Dave Zagaro at 4.06. Then uh, we'll have Nate Bauer on at 4.35. Ryan Snyder on recruiting tomorrow. The class is going to sign on Wednesday. Taquan Roberson, uh, to no one's surprise, put his name into the transfer portal. Okay? And that's not a surprise to anybody. I think everybody expected that he would. So I'm not surprised he did it. I doubt the fans were surprised he did it uh, along the way. Um, just listen to the suit talk about the true meaning of Christmas. And like, I'm, I mean, you and I were talking to him. I said, I said, what does Christmas mean to you? And he says, increased sales. I mean, I just... Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Just, I, I get scared by that stuff. I don't know about you. It's, it's frightening. It is what it is. 
No, I know he is who he is. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure you're not going to go to the uh, holiday party on Sunday? I am sure. I I will not make it back in time. Because you know, I went out and brought bought two jars of Grey Poupon to bring. Excellent. To go with the the little mini hot dogs he's serving. So sad. <laughs> oh. It's funny. I actually, I actually, I had a couple of high school friends over at my house yesterday, and I yeah. served. I actually served that to them, except I was nice enough to put it in a crescent roll, and do it that way, and they liked it. So. Maybe. Oh no, they're they're outstanding. We do a crescent roll. He just bought the mini hot dogs. He's boiling. I know exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just one of the five saddest things I've heard. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, Mercy deserves better. That's Don't correct. Yes. Hey, it's no getting around it. Ah, just sad. Oh, well. But I got a lot to say about Penn State football next half hour. Uh, because there have been a lot of things that have happened, uh, you know. Um, like I said, I had a chance to talk to Manny Diaz Mm, yes, I talked to her for a little bit last night. And uh, it's Jack. If <laughs> 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 you're wondering who's calling. Does he want it? Does he want to know about Manny Diaz too? No, he knows about Manny Diaz. In fact, his name came up in our in our conversation last night. Oh. As a matter of fact. So I'll call I'll call Jack back in a second. <laughs> oh. And I was kidding around with Manny last night as we were walking out of the Penn State and I said, you know, I said the smartest single move you made. He said, What's that? I said, buying that coat. <laughs> I said I said those days down in South Florida, I said, you probably never needed that sucker. He goes, no. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a rude awakening for him again. Nah, this guy can flat out coach, and that's going to be part of what I talk about here in the next half hour. I got a lot of topics to cover. Not a few, a lot. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Back here on the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will be back there in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, all sorts of pre-owned inventory. Excellent service department and sales staff. That's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online 
at sunburymotors.com. And every Monday show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury or check them out online at purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, you name it, they have it. They are the true pros pros when it comes to insurance needs. And they are Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Or again, check them out online at purdyinsurance.com. And yeah, lots to get into with Penn State over the weekend. We already talked about before Steve came on, and Steve mentioned this too with Taquan Roberson, no surprise, heading to the transfer portal. We've covered Sean Clifford back for a sixth season, which I think is a good move. And for him and for Penn State, didn't quite get the hate about Penn, why, from some Penn State fans of him returning. I think that's the best spot for Penn State to win next year, even though they'll be losing a lot of key pieces, of course. But I still think, as of right now, Penn State can be a 3-4 to four loss team next year. And then, of course, you have a new defensive coordinator. And Manny Diaz, and Steve has some nuggets. He had a chance to talk with, with Manny Diaz. He mentioned that a little bit. All right. So, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I was on the phone with Mr. Hamm. My, my apologies. <laughs> uh, you know, you were on the phone with the suit. I was on with Jack. I mean, it's just I just feel like there was two different conversations. Um, you know, yeah. One where the guy I was talking to understood what I was saying. All right, so. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> All right, so now let, let's get to. Um, we know how the season ended. Okay, we got it. So anybody wants to talk about the season, I got it. Uh, you know, I'm the one that sat here in August and I said, I think this is a double digit win team. I said that. Right? People may not remember I said that, but I'll remind people again, as you know, hey, when I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I don't shy away from saying, hey, I didn't get it right. Okay? If you can't be honest with people about it on the show, you can't act all the time, I know everything. You don't know everything. You sit in one of these chairs and you try to snow the audience that you know everything. Come on. You know, do you get some wrong? Yeah, you get some wrong. I thought this was a double-digit win team. Were they close to it based on games? Yeah. Were there circumstances? Yeah. But there's a reality. They were, they were seven. Okay? So now let's talk about what has happened, though, since. Because we really didn't get a chance to talk about this on Friday. So this is what has happened since. So let's start with Brent Pry. Brent Pry is a great coach, coordinator, and a great guy. Anybody who has the track record of Brent Pry, who is an outstanding coach, really great football mind, and is a great guy, is going to get a head coaching job. So you felt like as every year went by and he was still here, you were delaying the inevitable. Well, then the inevitable happened. The inevitable happened. He got a head coaching job at Virginia Tech. Great move for Virginia Tech. Great move for Brent. So now you have to replace him. So let's go now in some semblance of chronological order here. Because I feel like the last 10 days, a lot of boxes that have been checked that to me are right. 
and really set up the program well for the future. So let's get to those boxes. So let's start in chronological order. James's long-term contract. That has to be put in here. In a world where you're looking around saying, we need to make a change. I did something. I changed things. The best decisions, many times, are the ones you don't make. Okay? Or the ones where you sit back and say, you know what? I got the right person. I am so big on stability. And this is, of course, maybe a product of my upbringing here. Because of the 46 years that Joe was the head coach here, I was here for 32 of them. All right? And not only that, I was on the radio network for 20 of those years out of the 32. Doing pregame shows with them, postgame shows with them, you know, all the, I mean, all the stuff that I did on the network with them. So I understand the value of stability at the top when you've got the right guy. And thank God we had Joe. He was the right guy. And then thank God that they had Bill O'Brien for two years because he was the right guy. And now for the last eight years and moving forward is James Franklin, and he's the right guy, and thank goodness they've got him. When you're around it every day, like I'm, I'm not. Maybe I'm not around it every single day because this is going to be periods of time I'm doing basketball and so forth. But I'm around it most days, and I can judge as somebody who's seen the right guy out there who the right guy is now because I've seen the right guy out there on the circumstances over and over again. James Franklin is the right guy. The longer he's here the better it is for Penn State. My opinion, but it's from my observations as to how he runs a program, why he runs a program, how he treats his players, how he disciplines his players, staff, everything that goes with it. His approach, his recruiting, the stress, how he stresses the academics, everything. So that's one. Big positive. Stability at the top. You don't want to be Florida, people. Your fourth coach in eight years, that's what you want? Right now, you've got people in Auburn wondering if Brian Harson's the right guy. Gus Malzahn was able to at least beat Nick Saban three different times in his career at Auburn. I know Brian Harson went four overtimes, but Bo Nix transferred out today, and Tank Bigsby is going to transfer, too. Hmm. Something seems amiss. And all these other programs that are always looking for that right guy, they're always searching for the right guy. We're searching for the right guy. Look at Texas. They've been searching for the right guy since Mac Brown was unceremoniously dumped. Still looking for the right guy. Texas. USC. Finally, Lincoln Riley, since Pete Carroll, they've been, quote, looking for the right guy. James Franklin's the right guy. One. So now let's get to the next one. Sean Clifford. You look at the lineage of quarterbacks across the country. So let's just look at the recent Heisman Trophy voting. 
and Bryce Young of Alabama justifiably won it. What did Bryce Young do last year as a true freshman? You watched and learned from Mac Jones. And what did Mac Jones do before that? He watched and learned from Tua Tunga Viola. And what did Tua do before that? He watched and learned under Jalen Hurts. And what did Kyler Murray do? He watched and learned from Baker Mayfield. What did Jalen Hurts then do? He came in, you know, right, and kind of set the table for Spencer Rattler in some ways. Now, Rattler's in the transfer portal. What did C.J. Stroud do last year? How many passes did C.J. Stroud throw last year? None. Didn't throw one. But he learned in the system with Ryan Day and others and Kevin Wilson and had the example on the field of Justin Fields. It gave him a year to kind of absorb everything. Now, I can give you countless examples like that across the country. I mean, Stetson Bennett at Georgia learned under Jake Fromm as an example. Now, is Bennett the best quarterback in the face of the earth? No. I mean, do I think... No, but he had a really successful season this year when they needed him, and he did some decent things last year, but he learned under Jake Fromm. So the two young quarterbacks, who, by the way, under NCAA rules, I still can't mention their names until Wednesday, so I'll obviously talk more about them Wednesday, have now been given to me a tremendous gift. As much as some of you out there, play the freshman, please. Their opportunity to have their greatest success just happened because Sean Clifford decided to come back. Now, those two young players, who are both very talented, are going to get into that room with Christian Veyu, and they're going to have Mike Yurcich at the front. And by the way, I am a big Mike Yurcich guy. I think Mike is a brilliant coach. I think some circumstances worked against what he wanted to do this year. But Mike is a great mind. And they're going to sit in a quarterback room that has Mike Yurcich and Sean Clifford as his wingman. Clifford can talk to them about the speed of the game, how to handle certain things, what he sees, why he sees it. Remember, Clifford had 23 touchdown passes, seven interceptions in 2019. This year he had 20 touchdowns and six interceptions, just about the same numbers with one more game to play coming up, just about the same numbers. You're talking about three-and-a-half to one touchdown-to-interception ratio. And this year he's like 62-63%. He'll be able to impart, and and this is a guy that will do it. He will do this. He'll impart the knowledge. You saw how Christian, how Sean handled Christian every time Christian Veyu came off the field against Rutgers. Boom. Sean Clifford was right there to talk to him every single time. Christian had a thousand questions. Okay, what about this? What about that? And Sean was talking about, okay, handle it this way, handle it that way. Then Mike would talk to him. These two young quarterbacks coming in, along with Christian Veyu going into his second year, have all been given the gift of having an experienced hand to go with an offensive coordinator. That sets the future of Penn State football up really well. 
It gives them their best chance instead of just being thrown in there. I'll give you an example. Everybody's different, but I'll give you an example of thrown in there. Bo Nix. Bo Nix had that terrific last two drives against Oregon in the opening game of his freshman season, and they beat Oregon. But to be honest with you, I thought that was the high-water mark for Bo Nix in that particular season, and I felt that that season, trying to play as a true freshman, set him back. And I've always felt he never really recovered from that. He did not play well his freshman year, and he was highly touted. It's just an example of coming out of the gate and playing, and he had to play right away. Then there's Manny Diaz. So I started with Brent Pry. You had to replace him. It was inevitable that Brent Pry was going to get a head coaching job. You can't be that good of a coach. You can't be that good of a guy and not get a head coaching job. The inevitable finally happens. How do you react? They brought in, again, I've had a lot of conversations with Brent, and before that, a lot of conversations with Bob Shoup. Do you know how many times over the years Manny Diaz's name came up to me from those two guys? And I'm talking about with incredible respect. I can't even begin to count the number of times his name came up when I talked to both Bob and Brent. You know, just in conversation, sitting down, chit-chat, whatever. I remember in 24, actually, Manny would not remember that. I didn't bring this up last night, as a matter of fact. Uh, but the first time I met Manny, because Brent and Bob had talked so much about him, I was I did a basketball game at Marshall in 2014, and it turned out that the game was on a Saturday afternoon that was going to lead into the football game, Conference USA Championship game between Marshall and Louisiana Tech, and the defensive coordinator for Louisiana Tech was Manny Diaz, and we stayed in the same hotel with Louisiana Tech. So, because Bob and Brent had both talked to me, I actually sought him out. And we talked, you know, we talked for maybe 20 minutes. And he is a brilliant defensive mind. Everywhere he's gone, the job he's done. Okay, Louisiana Tech, Texas. Look at the job when he went to Miami as the coordinator. I turned everything around for them defensively. If Penn State was going to go external, and I told James this last night, I was really hoping that he'd hire Manny Diaz. And ironically, Joe Zagaki, Miami's play-by-play announcer, I had just talked to Joe on December 1st because they were here for the ACC Challenge. At that point, Manny was still the head coach. We had a long talk about Manny. And I said, look, if something happens to him, I said, Brent just left. I said, I hope Penn State gets him. He goes, and Joe said, he'd be awesome for you guys. Well, they got him. This wasn't a good hire. This was a great hire. And again, the access to more conversations, private conversations that you can have with professionals in the business, they give you a read on people. Again, the number of times over the years Manny Diaz's name has come up from Brent Pry and Bob Shoup to me, you'd be stunned how many times. And with great respect. Is a fab. I think that's a fabulous hire. It's a home run to me. And that brings us to the next positive. And we're going to talk with Ryan Snyder about this tomorrow. This recruiting class that they're bringing in, 
Some have it as high as four or five. Some have it at seven or eight. When the when the low bar is seven or eight, you've got what people perceive to be a pretty doggone recruiting class, and there's high hopes about what they're going to do with 23. So everything that has happened in the last 10 days leading to two weeks on Wednesday have been all things that in my checklist sets up the future of Penn State football in a really terrific spot. Now they have to make it happen, but each thing that they needed to have happen based on circumstances has happened. There's one more guy they need right now to get an answer from as to what he wants to do because they would love, obviously, to see P.J. Mustafer come back, but he has not made up his mind yet. I can tell you right now, P.J. has not made up his mind yet. Although I thought it was interesting that last night at the football banquet, who did P.J. sit with last night at his table? Manny Diaz. I thought it was an interesting pairing. But he's the one who has not made up his mind yet. But so far, to me, what they needed to have happen for the future of the program, they've checked each box in the last 10 days. Dave Zagaro, next half hour, final half hour, Nate Bauer. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by the great people at Purdy Insurance. Mike, it's time for history to be made. The winner of the 2021 Heisman Memorial Trophy is Bryce Young. He deserves it. The heck of a player. He deserves it. So, nothing but good things to say about him. Um, and Bill did a great job with him, Bill O'Brien. And, and he thanked Bill in the speech. Uh, Penn State, by the way, if you're wondering where they are at this point, they have six practices done. Six practices so far for the bowl game. Uh, the, they will eventually get to 14 of them. Okay, the way the plan goes, they'll get to 14 of them. They're not practicing today, tomorrow, or Wednesday. They'll get back. Practice 7 will be on Thursday, as a matter of fact. So that's where they are right now. Great to have you with us on the show today. Sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home. Life, business, boat, motorcycle, RV, whatever it may be. They will take care of your policies. They are outstanding, best in the business. Customer service means everything to them at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 